Are we ready to begin? Good morning! My name is Misty. Come on, Ike, it's time. We would be honored if you would join us. The greatest adventure of all time. Yeah. We just become best friends. Yep. Come on, let's get in the character. Welcome back to the Daily Food Report. Welcome back to the Daily Tuesday Food Day Report. Easy for you to say. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's my favorite sound. I know you hate that. Uh, I like making that noise, though. You do indeed. I feel like it's a Star Wars character that uh, needs to be created. No. No one that needs to be created. Let's greet the folks real quick. Oh, hi. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Almost forgot you were in the room with us. Because they're not in the room with us. But it's food. But it feels like it. Tuesday, and And you you know know what what that that means. means. Nothing rhymes with Tuesday. But I like cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Except cheese. I like cheese. Uh, We're going to get into the history of TV dinners. Yeah, because we talk about TV all the time. We do. And then and we, we talk, talk about, about dinners. Well, we talk about Food Fridays. And we're yep. like, oh, I'm going to go home and eat that while I watch blah, blah, blah. Yep. Well, when we were kids, Boy. the ultimate was your mom sitting a TV dinner <laughs> in front of you <laughs> while you, she sat you in front of the TV. Your mom. Your mom. Oh, that was sorry. That caught me off guard. Um, you know, your mom would stick that sucker in the oven and then pop you in front of the TV to watch TV for a couple hours and... To leave her alone. Leave her alone. Man, uh, the best, <clears throat> the best TV dinners. So I got uh, 10 things you never knew about TV dinners. Okay. Um, TV dinners are one of the most legendary foods to come out of the 1950s. Apparently they were created okay. in the 50s. Oh, boy. Oh. Gas. What? <laughs> Gas attack. You just had a salad. I know, I'm, and I'm gassing. Oh, this is very odd. I can't wait to cut the way that out. your body digest is beyond me. I gonna, just don't understand. I'm taking that 10 second clip and I'm going to be like, oh, oh, gas. And you're like, you just had a salad. I'm going to make it a ringtone. You just had a salad. Oh, can you imagine someone texting you and your phone goes, you just had a salad. Uh, oh, interesting. So the 50s is when they came out. Yes. Okay. Um, 1954 is what I've got. I have something completely different. Really? Yeah. Tell me. T- the TV dinner can actually trace its history to airplanes. Oh, that makes sense. Because their airplane food is still TV dinner. Yeah. A company called Maxon Food Systems that began ma- manufacturing frozen meals that could be reheated in the sky in 1945. Okay. According to the Library of Congress. That makes sense. These stratoplates. Stratoplates. That's pretty cool. That's a fancy name featured three compartments for meat a vegetable and a potato and they were incredibly easy to heat where's your dessert go i don't know these in turn inspired (laughs) brothers albert and meyer bernstein to start a company called frozen dinners inc in 1949 which sold frozen dinners in the pittsburgh area under the brand name one-eyed eskimo i'm sorry what one-eyed eskimo repeat that say one more time one-eyed eskimo (laughs) not a two-eyed eskimo but a one-eyed eskimo (laughs) You're just trying to get me canceled, aren't you? That's so dirty. I'm going to pull the one-eyed Eskimo. (laughs) Sounds like a sex move. No, it's a frozen dinner. (laughs) The concept didn't go national, however, until 1954, so you're absolutely correct, when Swanson, Mm. it's right here on the suitcase, Swanson. Swanson and Sons. Mary Swanson from Mm. Dumb and Dumber. Yep. Uh, Swanson Foods, which is already known for its canned uh, canned and frozen foods, started selling a frozen dinner of its own, 
which was launched with a huge marketing and advertising push as well as a snappy new name, TV, TV dinners. Dinner. Do you want to know what the first one was? I do. That they market it? I do. Thanksgiving feast. Oh, so the good. The meal consisted of turkey, mm. gravy, cornbread stuffing, sweet potatoes and butter peas and sold for 98 cents. The food itself was packaged in a foil-covered, segmented aluminum tray to be heated in the oven. Mm-hmm. The cardboard box it all came in was designed to look like a television set, complete with dials and a volume control knob. Wow. 10 million of the meals were sold that first year. That's insane. Do you know how long it took to cook it? Uh-uh. It took 25 minutes at 425 You might degrees. as well just cook dinner yourself. Right? Like... What did we do before my quiz? You can drink three cold beers while you wait for that thing to cook. I bet that, you know, Ward Cleaver probably did when he came home from the office and was waiting for June to yeah. get that shit out of the oven. Well, here's the thing. It was the, the time that it saves you is in the meal prep, right? You just start to cook it because you sure. can cook something and yeah. still have to bake it for 25 minutes. True. And then there's no dishes. That's just a th- really good Just throw point. it away. So it's, it does save yeah. time. Well, it's very widely debated who actually invented the TV dinner. Oh, really? So a former Swanson employee named Gary Thomas somewhat humbly asked reporter Walter Berry not to call him the father of the TV dinner. Ooh. It bothers me, Thomas said. I really didn't invent the dinner. I invented the tray on how it could be served, coined the name for Swanson, and developed some packaging. So then it, that, that's where we go back into the whole story of like the, the plain food and then all of that. Um, apparently, Thomas was one of the salesmen and he was meeting with a distributor at a warehouse when he was on a Pan Am flight. Mm. And he asked all these questions about the tray that they were serving it on because Pan Am was experimenting with the trays in hopes of being able to serve warm food on long flights to everyone on the flight. Um, I asked if I could borrow it, and I stuck it in the pocket of my overcoat. Wow. He goes on to describe how he drew a sketch dividing the tray into segments and was soon struck with the idea to capitalize on the brand new television craze that was beginning all over American homes. Mm -hmm. And his final spark of inspiration was Thanksgiving in front of the tube. Um, but that's been debated, and in 2003, the Los Angeles Times conducted a lengthy investigation into the invention. Ooh. <laughs> and a few journalists who had written books on the subject and some former Swanson employees contested his claims, giving credit for the various elements of the TV dinner plan to other people in the company. So he still defends his story, admitting to possibly embellishing or hazily remembering minor details, but he insisted the core facts are based Correct and accurately. He died in 2005, and most of the obituaries written about him credit him as the inventor of the TV dinner. Hmm. Well, we have quite a mystery on our hands. We sure do. But I will tell you, the Library of Congress Mm -hmm. has several, three different sources listed. Gary Thomas, the Swanson Brothers, and Maxson Food Systems um, that came up with Strataplates. So the Library of Congress has all three of them. Are we the same... Article? I don't think so. Sorry. I When I originally clicked on my article, it didn't load all the way, and it only had five facts. Hmm. And now I'm just seeing a bunch of stuff you've already said. Oh, you know what year they were able to be microwaved? I would love to know what year. 1986. Popping a TV dinner in the microwave is actually a relatively recent phenomenon. A microwave-safe plastic container wasn't invented until the mid-1980s and until uh, 
1986, all frozen dinners had to be heated in the oven. Okay. Interesting. So 86. Um, when did you get a microwave at your house? When it, you were a kid? Well into the 90s. Yeah, me too. Like we, it, we yeah. were not messing with we that. We were not either. Uh, I think my grandfather had to die and we had to inherit his. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got our grandfather's old one. Um, I found a cool fact that I wanted to tell you and then I started messing with clicking on buttons and stuff. Well, um, one of the things that they think contributed to the success of TV dinners is that TV was such a new thing and that people in their houses weren't scared of it. They wanted to use it as much as possible because they spent all this money on this new invention. But aside from that, they think that because that's when we started the space race, mm. the fact that the foods came on these futuristic looking metal trays yeah. reminded people of space space yeah. as well. And a lot of people were using their televisions to watch, you know, little little rockets take off here and there. Mm-hmm. Every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Um, so they think that those two things combined kind of helped amp the popularity of this. It wasn't about, you know, lazy parents or people not wanting to, to cook anymore. It was a way that they could all sit around the TV and they could feel futuristic like the Jetsons, which I think is really cute. Man, there's so many things. I'm sorry. I got I'm like stuck on crossing facts. It's okay. Because um, the one that I found, I might have to click back. Oh, here it is. Uh, like Xerox, Band-Aid, and Thermos, TV dinners is trademarked. It's a trademark oh. term that was generousized over the years. So Xerox, yeah, because Xerox is a company, but Correct. we also call it like... Band-Aid is... Is a company, right. but it's a product. What do you call a Band-Aid? You know, in other countries, they call it... Um, God, what is it called in the UK? It's called something funny in the Other UK. words I mean, for band Not funny to them. It was funny to me. Synonyms for Band-Aid. Impromptu, makeshift, spontaneous, ad-lib, extemporaneous, extempore, fly-by-night, hit or miss. That's not... No. Adhesive bandage? No. Yeah. Uh, it's an adhesive bandage. Well, yeah. Um, an echoplast. And they call them plasters. Yeah. That's what they call them in the UK. I mm. remember somebody asking me, one of my British crew guys, for. he was like, do you have a plaster? And I was like, you want to get plastered? Yeah. What? And then he was like, no, a plaster. And I was like, you need like some... In my head, I was like, plaster's the stuff that you cover holes on the wall. And so I was like, I don't think I'm understanding what you're asking for. And he was like, I have a cut. And I was like, oh, a Band-Aid. <laughs> what? Right, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, guy? So uh, there's another uh, origin story for specifically the Swanson's TV dinners. So yeah, that's the story I told about the turkeys. No, the surplus turkeys. Now I'm turkeys. very confused. Okay, so there was like who invented the tray? Okay, and then it was who did it first and who right? did the first microwave. <laughs> but, but why was it Thanksgiving? Is that it? It was the off-repeat origin story of Swanson's TV dinners is that executive Jerry Thomas single-handedly conceived of the idea after learning that the company had a huge surplus of frozen turkeys due to poor Thanksgiving sales. Okay, so that's the same guy. It's the same that, guy. My story, but then your story the reason goes why the, more into it yeah, the on reason why, why Thanksgiving dinner. Right, because they had all these turkeys left over and they were like, we got to move these birds. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. Wow. Nuts, right? Um, 
Well, I like this fact a lot. Um, the TV dinner may have contributed to the rise of feminism. <laughs> the National Women's History Museum points out TV dinners did more than just feed families. Their convenience and quick cook time gave women more time on their own to pursue jobs and other interests while still providing a hot meal for their families. One of the final first advertisements for Swanson featured a woman pulling a Swanson dinner out of her grocery bag and promising her husband, I'm late, but dinner won't be. Mm, um, okay. Still through the TV, <clears throat> still though, the TV dinner might have made a lot of women happy. Some men weren't thrilled. In that famous 1999 AP interview, Jerry Thomas recalls receiving complaints. I remember getting hate mail from men who wanted their wives to cook from scratch like their mothers did. Women got used to the idea of freedom that men have always had. Oh. Yeah. Right on, TV dinners. Well, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the, um, They are unhealthier than you may think. Oh, no, they're terrible. They're definitely as Shot unhealthy as you think. full of salt and sodium and fat. Yeah, well, during the cryogenic freezing process, aided by liquid nitrogen, the flavor of the food being frozen is degraded. For this reason, most frozen dinners contain a whole lot more fat and sodium, which boosts flavor, than you may realize. The product also needs to be stable for a very long time, which necessitates the use of trans-fat-laden, partially hydrogenated oils. For example, Hungry Man's, which is the larger version of a TV dinner, Hungry Man's boneless fried chicken contains 860 calories, 39 grams of fat, here's the killer, 1,350 milligrams of sodium. Oh, that would kill you. No, well, you, your daily allowance of sodium is 2,500 milligrams. Right. So you get to eat one of those. And then... Not much else. No more salt on anything else right. for the rest of the day. That's crazy. Yeah. It, I kind of like... I have a flight attendant friend that explained to me that they do the same thing with airplane meals. Like, all airplane meals have a ton of sodium, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of times um, you swell. Yeah. Because you're intaking so much sodium, you're you're dehydrated of water and then the pressure. Mm-hmm. Those three things combined are what make your hands and your feet swell up so much. Totes. You know but they have is? to put it in it so that it tastes like something. Right. Uh, if you go uh, no sodium shopping, it will take you an extra You've two hours. You've told me. Yeah, you yeah. told me how difficult it is. I mean, I buy like just regular old tomatoes in a can instead of tomato pasta. I have to make my own mm-hmm. sauce. I try not to buy anything with sodium in it, but it's impossible. It's hard. And that's all that does is just offset the amount of garbage that I eat when I'm out in the world. Yeah. So I try to eat zero sodium when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because all the food out in the world has yeah. lots and lots of garbage in it. Because they got a bad hat. Yeah. So the 70s, that's when Swanson introduced the Hungry Man. That's right. With all the sodium. And they had a sports guy doing it, but I couldn't. I can't find him again. I lost it. It was called the Man Pleaser Dinner. Seriously? Hungry Man targeted the Hungry Man, uh, who wants a second helping. They were they did this in an effort to stop all of those men from being angry that their wives weren't cooking anymore. Oh, yeah. They introduced the Man Pleaser Dinner. Because I guess after you wait 25 minutes for your food to be done, you eat that whole thing. If you want another one, you got to wait another 25 minutes. <laughs> That's very, very true. And that has been 15 minutes uh, on frozen dinners. I can't believe we did 15 minutes on TV dinners right no. now. What? Yeah. That was pretty awesome, though. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. Just learned a lot of stuff. TV dinners invented on planes. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for watching. Tomorrow's episode is all about... Uh, the monkeys. Hey, hey. Yeah. We're doing the monkeys. That came out wrong. Yeah. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.